Ambassador, thank you for being here tonight. I mean, I just wonder, as someone who worked inside the West Wing when Donald Trump was president, what is it like for you to see his mugshot tonight? Well, I thought it was, uh, as with most things Trump does, carefully staged. They must have thought about what look they wanted. He could have smiled. He could have looked benign. Instead, he looks like a thug. Uh, and, and I think it's intended to be a sign of intimidation against the prosecutors and judges. Uh, that's what they picked, and uh, we'll, we'll see that picture everywhere. So you think they actually spent time deciding, you know, should he smile in this, should he have this scowl that he, he appears to have gone with? Almost as much time as they spent combing his hair. What do you, he posted the mugshot, you know, shortly after on his own social media account, along with the, the phrase, never surrender. I mean, a bit ironic given he had actually just surrendered at the Fulton County Jail behind me. But how do you expect him to try to use this to his political advantage as he's running for president? Well, I think in the same way he's he's used the other three indictments, and, and uh, I think the evidence is that the indictments uh, have proven the law of diminishing marginal utility. If anything, they're not, they're not undercutting his support, they're building it up. And it just uh, underlines to me that a lot of what's going to happen before these trials begin is, is going to pass essentially uh, unnoticed in the political realm. The, the real issue here uh, is that one or more of the trials go to go, go, occur before the election, uh, and then whether he's convicted or acquitted. And that's why I think this scheduling date for Ken Cheesebro's trial in the uh, Georgia court, uh, in this case, is such a stunning development. Uh, I don't know what strategy his lawyers were following. I, I've seen it reported. Uh, people have said on your show that that he was uh, that his lawyers were taking a gamble, that it was a bluff. If that's the case, they ought to be uh, convicted of malpractice. They must have a strategy. They must think they've got uh, some idea what to do here. And I think the consequences are potentially enormous. If Cheesebro is acquitted, given his role as the author, according to the indictment of the uh, memos that laid out the, the alternate elector strategy, if he's acquitted or gets a hung jury, which they will spin as an acquittal, I think that's going to have a, an unbelievable political effect. I think I had been looking simply at the Trump trial, but if Cheesebro goes ahead uh, and is acquitted, uh, it vindicates Trump's narrative. Now, if he's convicted, I think it obviously cuts in the other direction, and it could happen in two months. Yeah, but you're saying it's essentially a risky move because what, what they're arguing is that he wanted a speedy trial. You saw Fonnie Willis respond and say, okay, let's do it in October. And then the judge signed off on that today, but saying that's only applying to Ken Cheeseborough, not to, to Donald Trump and the other 17 co-defendants. But, but that's the point. That's what, if his, if his attorneys have thought this through carefully, they believe that separate, separating Cheesebro from this massive, complicated rest of the case uh, may be Cheesebro's best uh, chance to get an acquittal. Uh, and that's what they're counting on, that they can simplify and expedite this particular case. And my point is, the thing that I think will impress voters is not all these pretrial maneuverings and extensive discussions about the removal authority, which, which I'd also be happy to answer questions on, but what is the consequence 
politically if Cheesebro is acquitted or if he's convicted. That's what, that's what voters will understand, that this guy was convicted by a jury or uh, acquitted by a jury. And it could have enormous political impact. You know, we've been talking to our, our sources in Trump's legal world. He just brought on a new attorney today. And what they have not done yet, but we believe they plan to do, is to try to move this from a state court to a federal court, arguing that because of the office he held at the time, uh, that that is where this should happen. What do you make of that argument if they do pursue it? Well, remember, Trump's ultimate strategy is always delay. And by moving to remove it, uh, that throws another wrinkle into it, and uh, and if if the removal is accepted, uh, and Fonnie Willis tries to get it remanded from the district court, uh, my memory may be imperfect here, but I think that's an appealable order for both sides, which means you're stretching the time out, going to the 11th Circuit and then maybe the Supreme Court, just to decide the removal question. Uh, I think this is actually simpler than than a lot of the discussion here. A president who is running for re-election is not just the president, he's also a political candidate. He, he has First Amendment rights like any other political candidate. Uh, but he doesn't have a First Amendment right to commit a crime. None of what Trump did here uh, is uh, part of his presidential duties. Just like when Al Gore contested George W. Bush in Florida, that didn't have anything to do with his vice presidential duties. He was doing it as a candidate, and he was permitted to do it because he followed the legal path that Florida permitted. So I think actually the case should not be removed because uh, what these defendants did, they did in a First Amendment capacity. And the notion that the Hatch Act was amended to cover uh, officials in the executive office of the president, uh, which Fonnie Willis has cited in her briefs, I think is unconstitutional. I think political appointees in the executive branch of the federal government can engage in political activity. It's the career people you want to protect from pressure to engage in political activity. So I think the case should remain yeah. in Georgia courts, but I think it's highly likely it will be removed. Well, and Mark Meadows is making that same argument. We'll see if he's successful. But you've toted the idea of running for president in this election as a Republican. What went through your mind and what does it say about the Republican Party last night that when those candidates were on stage and were asked if they could support Trump if he had been convicted on charges, many of them raised their hands? Well, I think there were six wrong answers and two right answers. You, you cannot uh, believe in a law and order uh, uh, philosophy and say it applies to everybody except Donald Trump. Obviously, if he is convicted before the election, he'll appeal, he'll have that right. But in any sane society, somebody who's a convicted felon uh, should step aside. I mean, the rules of the Republican Party should provide that if their presidential nominee is convicted, uh, he'll be uh, removed from that candidacy and the, and the party should pick somebody else. That's the argument I think the the current candidates are going to have to make against Trump when they get to Iowa and New Hampshire because of the, the documents case is the only case that's now even has a tentative trial date in May of next year after most of the Republican caucuses and primaries. So they're going to have to tell voters, be very careful about voting for Donald Trump because by the time we get to our convention in August, he may be a convicted felon. You once described Rudy Giuliani as a hand grenade who is going to blow 
everyone up. He turned himself in also here in Georgia. We've also seen his mug shot. Does it make you feel like you were right? Well, uh, this, this is not a good place to be in. I mean, Donald Trump may be able to turn it to his political advantage, but everybody around him is going to be, I think, uh, uh, blown away by the blast effect of, of, these, of these various cases. This, this is the end of the career, the legal career, for a lot of the lawyers who are uh, co-defendants in, in the Georgia case. Trump has an amazing way of escaping the damage he causes to everybody else. But I think the odds here are a lot of careers are ruined because of this.